This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Is lock up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the leather-clad, shag-encrusted, sesame-seed-induced, completely unrolled man of action, Justin Waddell. How's it going, Justin? I mean, you know, it's going okay, I guess. I mean... Uh, were, you, not... were, you, were you throwing sushi stuff at me? Is that what was happening there? No. You pel- pelting pelting me with sushi words? <laughs> I didn't. I should. Sushi like words? When was the last time you had some sushi, Nick? Like two days ago. Do you have grocery store grade or? I'll do go- that. I'll do. I have, I'll do that. I'll do the old restaurant stuffs, you know. What's your I'll role? Like- What's your role? Uh, I'm the host of this show. <laughs> Oh, uh, my favorite food, Sush. Uh, yeah, what's your favorite role? I don't have a, I don't have a, a favorite. The Art Carney for me. That's what I like. <laughs> we should, we should have our own sushi restaurant. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, you could have, and they could all be podcast references. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I do? I do a little dessert sushi. Like, just ice cream rolled up, <laughs> maybe some seaweed on it. Yeah. Something like that, a little, little wasabi. I'm sure there's wasabi ice cream. Get some ahi-grade fingerling potatoes up on that. <laughs> could do like a like a hash brown rolled in rice. <laughs> yeah, we could we could uh, yeah could really bring in like the, kind of the reinvent American sushi. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, you just, you guys just put. Uh, a fried salmon inside of a noodle, like a, it's in a it's in a ziti tube. Is that really sushi? Just shut up and pay your nine hundred quid, you asshole! Fucking ziti tube, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd forego the rice and just you just you're saying we'll just make our way with pasta. Cut out the middleman, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We gotta stop outsourcing jobs to Asia, man. <laughs> See, it's like I'm pretty sure this is just a bunch of uh, nerds that you put inside a ravioli shell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. So, sushi, huh? You had that recently? Anything else that? Uh, what, what other food you been eating? <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> literally like you might if i like, go through it and you just give me a yes or no hot dog no what was the last okay so what did you have for dinner let's do that 
I, I made uh, flank steak tonight. Nice. Yeah. Right. Marinated. Uh, uh-huh. Kind of mo- moho style. Right. Flank steak. I did. No, I'm, I'm, I believe you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it turned sounds... out okay. It turned out pretty good. What about you? I got a public sub. <laughs> <laughs> I cooked all weekend, though, so I'm, I'm done. So. Yeah, so you're, you don't have any leftovers, obviously. You, there, you are, share. there are some, but... You know, when you get a hankering, it was so funny. I noticed there's this new trend I've been seeing when I go to the on my shopping adventures. There's this new thing that if you have your mask in your hand, it counts. <laughs> that, I, like I, you're wearing it. Yeah. I've noticed a lot of people carrying them just so you know it's there. I have one, and that's that's enough. Are they walking around inside or is that outside? Inside. That's not good. That's yeah. been happening since the beginning, though. It's not a new trend. No, this one seems a little bit more like we've been, you know, we're just burned out. Or they, or or their their excuses when you, if you brought it up, they'd be like, oh, crap, I forgot I took it off. You know that. My thing that I see all the time is you'll be, everybody will be masked, masked up. And you're like, you know what? I feel part of the human race. This is good. Everybody's kind of going through this together. And then someone gets a phone call and they take their mask down to take the call. And so what I did to avoid that is I got a mask that you could talk through. I, oh, you have one of those? <laughs> yes. Wow. But I guess people feel like it's muffled or, you know, maybe it is. Yeah. I feel like it's not that much of a problem. Well, the reason we're all here is because uh, people fell in love and had sex. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> he zoomed in at least on our origin stories i'm not sure about everybody's i don't think part one was necessary for everybody's origin <laughs> is that what happened i tell you what i think it's hard to that. find it's hard to find the through line between that statement and the previous conversation <laughs> i guess i guess because people didn't hold the rubber out in front of them, you know, during the act. It's like, look, I, I have the rubber. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not wearing it, but here it is. That also happens, <laughs> unfortunately. Speaking of rubbers, um, have you seen anything interesting lately? Yeah, I watched, oh God, I watched an anime. I quite liked it called Demon Slayer on Netflix. Just had a movie come out. It's like, you know, one season show so far, but had a movie based on it come out or a continuation. And it was huge. It was a huge box office uh, draw on Japan. And so that's kind of how I heard about it. Cause it was like a, it was like a huge gross grossing film of last year or this year or whenever it came out last year, I think you watch it with subtitles or I did. It was good, but I'm, yeah, I'm not going into it too much. I wish I was able to be the guy that got to pick which talent does the American voices for anime over here. Yeah. You know, it's like, I can't believe you got Rod Steiger. Well, not maybe not anymore. <laughs> Damn, that's the problem is Rod Steiger's dead. Mm-hmm. You know, get, you know, who you, who'd you get? Like, who's your dream cast for an anime? Charles Napier's yeah. dead. You know who'd be good? Oh, yeah. Uh, Gary, G- Gary Graham from uh, the Alienation TV show. <laughs> I mean, you're thinking left field, huh? You're no, not going to do it traditional. I, I said your dream cast. Oh, I mean, Topher Prayer Hands for sure. He'd be in there. I love the rest of you. It is it is the 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 main character is, is male. Okay. And then he has two two friends that are also male. So if you want to cast them feel free. But what have you watched lately? Oh, I'm just I'm just just burning through the burning through some stuff. Yeah. You know, I go on these tangents. Yeah. You know, oh, I, I did Yeah. I did watch something that was on Apple Plus. It was called it was an animated movie called with my kids called The Wolf Walker. Okay. It's good. That's really good. Um 
<clears throat> yeah, so watch that. That's that's a, that's a good one. It's on Apple Plus. You sh- you would like it actually. You don't like animated though. I'm not a g- completely against it. Four episodes in a row, you brought that guy into this. <laughs> Does he do voiceover? I think yeah, he should. I think he's getting to the point where he's going to need to. Is he sucks. He, he does not. He still gets cast all the time. Oh, he sucks to look at, though. He sucks to he sucks to act. Is that how he's you very, work? He's very youthful, Topher Grace. Oh, he sucks. Why? I, I he just oh. I mean, I guess that's kind of his brand is that he's so unlikable. He he's often cast as an unlikable sort in films, but he was very likable as Eric on that '70s show. Never watched it. I did. I watched it enough for the both of us. I'm sure you did. Who 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 who, who was your crush? Hmm. Who was your crush on that show? Because there's no reason. That's the only reason you watched it. There had to be a. I mean, I guess I did like Laura Prepon. I think to say Kunis. I think to say Kunis in this. Yeah, she was she was cute, but I think when she was on the show, she was like super young. Like she was, I think she was ca- got cast on the show when she was like 14 or some insane stuff. Okay, she's she's a lot younger than the rest of the cast, but I always thought Laura Prepon was kind of cute. I like her. She was she showed up she shows up back and stuff every once in a while, but not like. Kunis. Was she in the prequel to the Queen's Gambit? Why are you saying? Why are you saying that? What do you mean? I thought she was. No. Okay. Right. Laura Prepon. <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to figure it out. I got hung up on her red hair because the character, both characters. Yeah. You know, I messed up. So you're not going to tell me what you've been watching? I well, I've been watching uh, a series of Kevin Costner films because I love him. Rewatched the uh, Nolan trilogy, and then what I watched Batman trilogy. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the Nolan Batman trilogy. He's got like a space trilogy or some sci-fi trilogy now. I don't unofficial. Think. Yeah. So what was that? Interstellar, mm-hmm. Dunkirk, and what? <laughs> Tenant, Interstellar, and um, fuck, what's the other one? You talking about Inception? Inception, yeah. That's not outer space. No, but it's the sci-fi kind of. Yeah. Two of those are good. Yeah, no, it's just you know, it's it's this thing, man. You just I go in these rabbit holes. You know, how you go rabbit holes. On the internet, I'm going in rabbit holes on my TV. Sure. It's like, I, I can't believe I just watched. I, I, I mean, I watched some dookie shits. I watched some amazing fire asshole. I, I, what did I? I mean, I've been staring at dog face, but it's fun. It's fun. Sure. I, my favorite thing now is to start a film knowing I'm falling asleep and just to kind of let it seep in while I'm sleeping and then wake up yeah. at a weird time. Like I did that with The Outpost last night. That uh, Rod, uh, Rod Lurie's new movie with uh, Scott Eastwood and you know our boy Banshee, three name, three name Banshee. Are you trying to tell me a Scott Eastwood performance put you to sleep? Actually, he's the best thing about that movie. He's quite oh, good. Don't, in it. don't say it. <laughs> don't just don't don't even say it. Don't try. You know he he reminds me of his dad. Well, why? Because uh, that's he tries. That's all he tries to do every single time he's on camera. I thought he reminded you of his dad because that's the only way he'd be in movies. Yeah. Because it was dad. Does his dad cast him in stuff? Does his dad put him in his movies? I don't think his dad has acknowledged him publicly. I don't. I mean, I know that he he took his name, but he's not even. I'm sure they know each other, but I don't think they're. Who do you have? What's who's his mommy? Some lady that Eastwood shoved shoved under. Like um, it was just a some sort of some sort of yeah. It's not like a. I don't think it was a, a marriage or anything like that. I think he flew into her and little Scott came out. Yeah, it's like you're describing at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Is that what happens? Yeah. The show? Oh, the movie Microscope? Mm-hmm. 
uh, it's a show where we zoom in. We watch a film through meticulously castrated eyes and burgeon ourselves across the bow of a film and, and really immerse ourselves into its swaths as we trampoline under ourselves and uh, really get in there and nick a cheek. <laughs> you know, and, and then we decide what makes or breaks. We look at each other for a while and then smooth it over. Um, you know, so if we were watching uh, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, we wouldn't talk about the scene where it turns out that Sandra Bullock's a 9-11 truther. <laughs> talk about the little moments. <laughs> and there are tons in today's feature. Who is she's in that movie? She plays the wife. Hanks' wife? Yeah. <laughs> Who's the dude? Who's the kid in it? I don't. I don't. Please. I don't. What is his name? I don't. I, I, I seriously have no. I I don't think of him. Thomas Horn. Nobody? <laughs> his parents love him. <laughs> Jesus. Not to be confused. By the way, the internet tells me this. Not to be confused with the Steve McQueen film. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, did that Steve McQueen film star in that Tom Hanks movie? No? Okay, good. Well, Tommy Horn, what's he up to lately? Uh, he's he, Well, here's how good he is. He doesn't have his own Wikipedia page, so I can't tell you. Is it He's a one and done? Like, was he just, is that his movie? Peaked early. I mean, like, how do you beat that? He was delivered onto the earth, starred in a movie with Tom Hanks, and decided to, uh, he had it, he's done? Yeah. Or Hollywood decided they had it? He, he has no follow-up. Is that what you're telling me? They're like, how many scenes do you get to do with with Hanks? Well, <laughs> that's news for you. Was he? And he's like, you're telling me he's not in any other movies. What you're saying? I saw that. Gonna... I'm sure he is, but on on Wikipedia, it doesn't doesn't recommend him across the world. I'm sure he's been in movies. Nobody starts in the in a 9/11. You know, that's two thousand. We're almost. We're at a decade. I that's can't the, believe that's been a decade. That's a ten year anniversary of that beast. I went. I saw that in the. Th I went to the press screening of that movie. Yeah, yeah. I got kicked out of the theater because I kept smashing it. <laughs> so, um, can't believe she turned out to be a truther. He's been in a bunch of stuff, Nick. Nice three. <laughs> he followed up um, extremely loud and incredibly close with the, the th 2013's Space Warriors, also <laughs> starring Tom Hanks. Not quite. He downgraded. He uh, found himself face to face with Josh Lucas instead. Oh, that's a win! And then he was in a short film. So you, you it's not, it's not even three. It's two. He's yeah. concentrated on his studies. He sucks. He flew incredibly loud and extremely close to the sun, <laughs> and burnt his his wings and yeah. fell straight back to earth. Poor kid. Poor Thomas Horn. <laughs> I'm rooting for you. You think he's on Insta? You think he's on Twitter? Let's think of um, what other films would have benefited from the title Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. You know, like, um, I mean, just offhand, like Relic. That's, I would say that that, that sums up the Cathoga. Mm -hmm. um, so, Justin, uh, what's your relationship with Lockup? I have none. I, I don't know if I've ever seen this movie, Nick. I mean... I'm certainly well aware of the VHS box cover. All right, so let's pause this. You need to go watch it. What? You said you've never seen it. I never saw it before oh. this assignment. Okay. 
I take this job very seriously that we have here. Yeah. And um, I know you've talked about it, so I kind of was well aware of certain aspects of it, mainly the villain's name. Yeah. But and St- and Stallone's in it. But you know, it's one of those kind of non-action Stallone movies that were curiosities back then. A casual film observer would would list it amongst his lesser works. You think so? But you don't agree. I certainly do not. Would you put it squarely in the middle or would you put it up close to the top? I'd put it in the middle to top. Resume. Like middle, like not near the top, but mm-hmm. on, on with definitely glasses half full. Especially since time has actually been sweet and gentle to this movie in a lot of respects. Whereas like the Rambo series, maybe not as much, except for First Blood. I think this came out the same year as Tango and Cash, which we already did on the show. No, it's no Tango and Cash. I mean, I would be a fool to think it was in the same realm as that. But Okay, fair enough. That's like, you know, comparing Rod Stewart's Young Turks to Forever Young, you know? Like Lockup is Forever Young. Okay. And Tango and Cash is Young Turks. Okay, I think that's beautifully put. Yeah. So what? So you you do like this movie? You have a fondness for it. Do you have any like posters? Do you have any like memorabilia? I, no, no. I actually I had a poster when I at one point. Jordan Lund action figure. What do you have from this? I've got some uh, screen worn underwear from uh, Sonny Landham. He's in this. Uh, what a voice on that chap! Yeah. Booming, a booming voice he carries. An intimidating figure, a beautiful man. Uh-huh. Still hunk, still still alive. A hunk of beef, not alive. <laughs> Poor guy. He did not make it. <laughs> did not live to see COVID. I think he died a few years ago. What killed him? Fairly recently. I don't know what what how he died. And I think he was relatively young. I mean, it wasn't too old. That'd be funny if he, if he crashed a plane. That'd be funny. Well, yeah, because of his name. Landum. Landum. He yeah. died of congestive heart failure, so I was close. Uh, but he was—he lived to see 76. So good. Oh, okay. Not too bad. Not too bad, yeah. But, you know, kind of the one of the main villains of this piece. There's a lot of villains in here, but he certainly sticks out. I always liked him and stuff. He probably best remembered for Predator, I guess. Uh, 40, 48 hours, I think, even more so than Predator. You think so? Yeah. Was he the main in 48 hours? Yeah, well, him, him and Remar. He was Billy Bear. I don't remember 48 hours that well. Classic masterpiece, beloved, still great. My and then you, who, let's talk about the rest of the cast. We got obviously still, still. You, you, got, you got Frank Pesh, uh, you got Frank McRae, you know, Larry Romano, the Jordan yeah. Lund that you brought up earlier. Who else? Anybody else in this? We got Donald Sutherland. Oh, okay. He's in this. Yeah. You got Tom Sizemore. That's right. Yeah. You got the underrated and beloved, beloved by us, John Amos. Yeah. You got Darlene Flugel. Yeah. Is that her name? Darlene? That's the part you're having trouble pronouncing? Darlene? I, it's just spelled so strange. You think it'd be Darlene. It, and, and you think it'd be Flagel or something like I don't even understand. It's just like her name. Hard to say. Yeah, her name like comes off. Her name's like a. She's got like a very like l- like loose and meticulous name. She's like, a, let, me, let me say, she's got like, her name's like a, an orchid. Let's just say that her name is like really delicate and ornate and um, almost intimidating. Darlene Flugel sounds like a made-up character, I guess, in a way. But she, or it sounds like a place in like Wisconsin. A very uh, striking presence. I always liked her and stuff. She was in Running Scared. I think that we did. Yeah, wasn't she in that? Yeah. You know, here saddled with the girlfriend role. Yeah. As in Running Scared, same thing, same deal. Plus, in in 
in uh, Running Scared, she had to pretend to be uh, had to have the hots for Billy Crystal. G- a good actress, Nick. Very good actress. Yeah. <laughs> um, here she has to um, rub noses with Sylvester Stallone and wear very, uh, very late '80s jeans. Yeah, they're both wearing these uh, '80s jeans. Stallone in jeans is quite a sight. He got those tight fitters. You know, yeah. they're hug those hug. Let's hug that frame. Part of his job was to was to get female butts into seats, though. You know, the men like the muscles, but the women like the muscles with with the with the asshole. I think he shoot shoehorned himself into those jeans. <laughs> poured poured his legs down the jean holes. <laughs> what do you think he was doing? I mean, he he strapped on those jeans. He looking very denim clad. Yeah, they, I think they sewed the jeans around him. Like like he wa- he would be walking and there'd be tailors f- f- like sewing yeah. the jeans onto him. Now that now that you mentioned it, I heard that he was in the makeup trailer for three hours every day before shooting to get those jeans sewed on him. Yeah. Do you remember when we were kids and they had all those different types of jeans they were trying to get going? Fuck yeah. Stone washed, I guess in this case Stallone washed jeans. Right. Galaxy washed jeans. Remember those? I don't. So they're black jeans with like pin pricks of yellow or white on them kind of looking like a galaxy galaxy watch wow they call them yeah you know it's funny whenever i'd see like like a really obese person in jeans i said what are those boulder washed you said that that was a joke that you had back then yeah it was one of my big ones i didn't say it to them i said it you know to my to my friends out of earshot of them (laughs) instead of stone washed yeah they boulder washed yeah that's not bad i would have laughed at it yeah and then um I mean, and then there was some, remember everybody had, a, there was a brand, like all these brands came out trying to make it count. What brand were you uh, gunning for back then? You, you have some guest jeans back then? I, I had them, but I never wore them because they made me feel very bad. Benetton? Didn't they have jeans? They may have. No. I don't know. I just stuck with Levi's and I probably had Wrangler. Oof. Lee? Did you have Lee? No, I could not do it. I could And somebody bought me a pair of Rustler. And, and well, they talked about this. Yeah. yeah and they'd, stand, they'd stand up on their own. Yeah, they were so fucking stiff. Uh, but I no. still have. I'm still jean shy when I go to the store. I'm still. I'm still don't exactly know. I d- I hate the stiff jeans for sure. And you know, there's no way I'm getting away with boot cut. Why not? So, yeah, you don't, I don't wear boots. Oh, okay, that's why. And you know, I'm not getting the slim cut. Thing is, ninety five percent of the jeans being made today are either skinny or slim. Right. I know skinny. I I can't get away with. What about um? Did you ever bust out jean shorts? Yeah, I, I, I made my own. I, I made my own from ripped up jeans, but I never bought jean shorts. Just, just FYI. Yeah. Imagine Stallone running around in some jean shorts in this. Not in this, but in my in my fantasies, mm-hmm. like uh, he can rock them. I could see him jogging, like running up again, like running on the beach next to Apollo in some jean shorts. How old of a man is Stallone these days? He's in his seventies as well. He's gotta be 75, 76 too. He's the, he's the best. I mean, that wasn't the question that you asked me. Seventy four. What? What is it? Give me, give me something here. Stallone. Stallone mm-hmm. is a is is a very a very perky seventy four. Nice seventy four year old man. He's still got a ways to go. Let's hope he's still he's still funny. He's still vital. Still active. He's still active. He's he's on his third wife. He's got kids all over the place. Having fun, right? You said he's fun. On, having fun on Twitter. On Instagram. Or on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's talk a little bit about this movie, Nick. Why don't you set up the story for us here? So frankly, own. Is a prisoner who uh, has a lax sentence where he's able to have a little weekend pass with the wife, play some, or the girlfriend, play some, uh, play some football with the kids. You know, he's a good time. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, lo and behold, he returns to his laid back prison where he's friends with everybody and is snuck up upon in the night and taken to a much more dangerous place where the evil warden 
a character from his past intends on ruining his life and making the last six months of his term impenetrable. That's right. Stallone's short on time. He's about to get out of prison. He just gets back from a weekend pass, which they don't. What that's what's startling about the beginning of this film. You see a um, a life loving Stallone running around kissing on his uh, girlfriend uh, or wife. I don't. I don't think they establish it. Do they? I think it's his girlfriend. It's his girlfriend playing, like you said, football with the kids. All of a sudden, she's driving him to uh, a prison, mm-hmm. dropping him off. Walks in, high fiving the guards, giving them, you know, saying how was the guards are like, how was the weekend? They they dump him in a cell. It's a little bit of a strange start. Yeah, he's like, I'm dehydrated. And then they say, All right, well, good night, Mr. Leone. Yeah. By the way, the movie starts off with the most earnest music Bill Conti has ever farted out. I don't know if you noticed that during the I opening did notice credits. the overbearing score throughout this film. <laughs> this is a very serious score. Bill Conti Bill Conti has had incredible highs. And incredible lows. Is this is this a low? This is incredibly loud and extremely close. <laughs> it's so it's 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 let's put it this way: Snuffy Walden would hear this and shit himself. <laughs> but it really, the movie starts out but even before we get this this uh, lovely day, this lovely kind of lack lacks like a lazy day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Stallone's in a like a mechanic shop, much like Jason Patrick in the Prince and the Prince. He is uh, at his at a like a he's in a loft at one point. Yeah, like a loft doing work, and there's these. He's in a garage looking at his like a picture wall. It starts with a picture wall, and he's dusting off old photos where they've got old Stallone put pictures. Yeah, Stallone in a a football uniform. Um, Anyway, then then his girlfriend comes in pretending to be a customer, and they do a little cutie, I guess, role play. Yeah, yeah, and then embrace in the garage. Have you ever? Have you ever got? Yeah, embraced anybody in a garage before? Absolutely. You have? Yeah, why don't you paint a picture a little bit? Well, Steve and I were were, were watching a Braves game and we uh we went in the garage, we'd play this game where we hit a ping pong ball with a little wooden bat. We had our own little baseball game. Mm-hmm. And then uh we, we we would embrace one another after the after the match. Because it was so fun. You're happy to win. Because it was cold mm-hmm. and we we needed it. Um it's an unexpected answer. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine going to your wife to explain it why why did i catch you and your male friend embracing in the garage it was it was cold and we needed it <laughs> oh well then you get a pass because everybody knows but she says to him i don't know if you also did this said this to steve great customer service <laughs> I thought it'd have been better if they role played, and he uh, he really took advantage of her, you know, when it came to the cost of getting her car repaired. <laughs> he ripped her off. Yeah, you know, I, I took my car into a shop recently, and uh, <clears throat> isn't that the plot of Mister Mercedes? I didn't take it right back in because the the light started to go haywire. I just took it in for an oil change and to get some brakes kind of done. And then the mechanic leveled with me. <laughs> he said that my car was aging uh, worse than other Subarus that you see. <laughs> <laughs> and i said what it's like he's described my car as it has like a is like has an aging problem he's like he okay let me let me say it in layman's terms have you seen the black hole <laughs> like somebody drove a vincent in here last week this ain't no vincent but he said he said that like 
you know, it's a 2013 and he was, I was like, Oh, is there a problem with the 2013s? He's like, no, specifically this car. That's what he was saying. And, and I don't drive it that much. So I must've kind of maybe got a little bit of a lemon. Unfortunately, I still love it. I don't think, I, I think it was, it was, he was throwing shade at the owner of the car. That's what I'm thinking. I don't do a bad job. I don't, I'm not the best car owner, but I don't, I don't do much with it. You know, I'm not, a, I'm not hard on my cars. Yeah. Wait, so when you think about this though. How, how much less do you drive your car now? That's Patrick? what I'm talking about. Even the, before that I worked at home. So the worst thing, I'm... the worst thing you could do to a car is not drive it. That's true. Yeah. I mean, my, my, I used to have that sports car and I tell you, like if I would let it, if I would let it sit for over a week without being started, it would have major problems. It's amazing. I, I, I would drive it. I wouldn't let it sit for a week or anything. Yeah, get out of the house with it. Anyway, getting back to this movie. Yeah, there's enough automobile repair shows out there on the internet. Yeah, and I wasn't teasing you. I, I would, I would hug Steve right now if I saw him. I'd hug you for God's sakes. I'd hug anybody. Okay. Well, I'm uh, missing my, I'm missing my buddies. I don't think you would hug. I mean, I, you'd probably elbow or something. You get a little elbow bump or something. Oh, because you, because you think I got a fear of COVID? No, I think that's the, I think that's the, the, the status quo for everybody now. I don't think there's going to be a lot of embracing going on these uh, anymore. It's true. Out of the question, have you been elbowing people when you see them? Because you do see people. I see, I see a lot of people. You know, it, I, you kind of get a lay of the land. You know, some people, some people insist on a shake, and everyone wants to make some time. But most people, either a little fist bump, a little elbow, a little head nod. A couple of people like you to, you know, like do it like a little backwards dance around them. There's all sorts of weird ways to get through nature now. That's what they said. That's what the new administration said. They said, live your life like Fonzie. <laughs> Elbow the shit out of everything. Nice. All right. So then he gets taken to this, what would you call it? Maximum security prison? Yeah, that's what that's the official. And, that's what they actually call them. And it's a it's a it's far removed from the paradise that he was in. He doesn't have a personal uh, his the cell. His cell doesn't have any his, any of his personal touches anymore. Right. Any of his artwork up. Posters. Yeah, I looked at the name of the artist that was on the one of the posters in his, uh, mm -hmm. and I, I forgot what I didn't even write it down because it was so dumb. It's hard to read. Doesn't have it. Just you know, he his dorm room is gone, and now he's in this I don't know terrible cell, and all these prisoners are shouting at him, and the guards are making fun of him, and they say stuff like, "I did your mama," and they go, "You did?" And go, he goes, "Yeah, twice." They give him, they do that to him. Yep. They talk about having sex with his mom immediately. Mm -hmm. And they give him a hard search. He's just in. He doesn't know what's going on. He's pissed. But then he sees Warden Drumgool. Yeah, and that explains he, all the things. And he knows what's going on. And why is Warden Drumgool so intent on imprisoning Stallone at his jail? Because back in the day, Stallone escaped from Drum Drumgool's jail. Because mm -hmm. uh, you hear little dots of a story where there was this old guy who... Uh, Stallone, he kind of took Stallone under his wing, uh, mm -hmm. taught him how to fix cars. And apparently right. he was very infirm and Stallone wanted to say goodbye to him before he died and Drumgool would not allow him. So Stallone said, fuck this. I, I, I quit being imprisoned and got out. Yeah. And no one ever escapes on Drumgool. No one. It's well, one person did. <clears throat> and that what happened to Drumgool then was that his career got upended because a prisoner escaped from his prison. So he got demoted. Right. to a, a different jail, I guess, that he doesn't like. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And, you know, Stallone's in prison. We find out he's in prison because he's a great guy. He's a wonderful person, so he's in jail. That's why. He's committed to the crime of being amazing. <laughs> the funny thing is, though, like, Stallone's big argument with, with Drumgoal is that he could have 
sent armed guards. He could have, you know, there's a lot of ways he could have done it. But I think Drumgle sort of has a point um, because when they, when they, when the, when you are sentenced to prison, they're like, you'll serve, you know, four years in in prison. Well, unless an old person's sick. So what happened? The reason that Stallone's in prison, like I'm saying, is that he defended this old man's honor. These guys robbed from him and I think beat him up. And then Stallone went and got revenge. Like he went and, and defended his, this guy's honor. And then he got thrown in the slammer because the kids that he beat up or the, the crooks that he beat up were connected. Remember? Yeah, they're connected. And Stallone got thrown into prison for being awesome, for being a guardian angel, <laughs> for being a beautiful human. Yeah. And then he escaped from prison because he's a beautiful human. Drumgold would not have it. Right. Because it really put a damper on his his resume. But you don't like you. You're on Warden Drumgold's side. I'm not on his side, but I also understand why maybe inmates don't get to leave when an old person's not feeling good. <laughs> well, too bad he, the guy didn't die towards the end of uh, Stallone's new sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because he was out and about doing all sorts of shit. That's right. You could have visited any old dead. But that's one of Warden Drumgold's problems is that Stallone got slapped a slap on the wrist and an upgrade prison-wise after this. Right. Well, meanwhile, old Warden got demoted to some hellhole. The funny thing is, is uh, Donald Sutherland is sporting. First of all, it looks great. Love him. Mm -hmm. This is before his body started to sag like a fucking nightmare. But he looks great here. He's got the old short hair. His eyes are just piercing and vibrant mm -hmm. you know he doesn't have that completely <laughs> sagging face and all the things that are coming away like he looks pretty tight a little taut skin he's mm -hmm. looking great but he's, he's he's adopted a very cute little accent in this movie yeah now obviously famously canadian it's a little gold bloomish you could say that yeah. I mean, i'm not going to agree with you but you could say it um and then the word, the name Drumgul has of like an Irish. There's a like a like a the, the only few people that are famous that have had that name or float float off the Emerald Isle basically. And uh, so I maybe is he had trying to get a little bit of an Irish lilt? Maybe, yeah. But he does, he does he's got like a Steve Murphy like where some words are just way over pronounced and yeah. some aren't. So I like I don't know if that was an acting decision or or. You know, his, his face was starting to change shapes. Well, life's an acting decision. He's been doing it longer than most, I would say. Maybe longer than anybody. Sutherland is, he's been acting since he's, what, three? Donald? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think he was he's a, a kid actor. He's a regular Thomas Horn back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> but my man kept working. Like, is it, do you think he hated being home? Do you yeah. think he had Kiefer and he's like, Kiefer and he's like, I'm out of here. He has, he has another son that's, sort of famous yeah you're talking about uh some of an r rowan Sutherland, something with an r yeah. i don't know his name yeah i think honestly Sutherland knows he's great at it and there's you know he's got many kids i think he's got a bunch of kids but i don't know if he would ever do you think he put even he, he came home and just held his luggage in his hands <laughs> had like a quick bite to eat and just out the door again right my man's in everything He's got the he was he had the home life to make Robert Graysmith blush. Uh, I mean, I bet I bet even COVID couldn't keep him down. I bet if you looked on his IMDb page, he's got like six movies in the works. I would be yeah. Sutherland is well. The thing is, he's always perfect, mm -hmm. and he's always perfect. No, he can be a good. He can be a goodie or a baddie. That's you know what I'm saying. He could be either he, and great at either. Oh, he's he's or gray. He could be like shades of gray all night long. Mm. There's no there's no evidence on Wikipedia that that Kiefer is the product of loving sex. <laughs> what is his brother's name? Is it Rowan? It's some yeah, it's some 
fake ass name. It's insane. His his yeah. I'm gonna look him up. He's got a ton of kids. He's got uh, Angus Rossif. Keeper. Yeah, Rossif. We've talked Rogan. About, we've talked about Rossif before in here. Been married many times. He can't keep. But it. honestly, he's been married to the same. He's been married to the same woman since I've been born. Old Francine Rossetti. Yep, he's been great since the beginning. And he was like, you know what? Justin Waddell's been born. Let's get married forever. <laughs> Is she still roaming the planet? His wife. Let's see if she still throws throws her weight around. Yeah, she's a, a little bit younger than him. I mean, you know. Well, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, these, she was in Au Revoir Les Enfants, but I think her work in Alien Thunder speaks for itself. Was he in that with her? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, it's yes. Of course he was. He was. Oh yeah. That must be Donald. Su- Donald Sutherland, star of Alien Thunder. <laughs> I'm very sad to say it's a western. God damn it! <clears throat> what a waste of an opportunity. What a waste of a name. Yeah. Whew. I feel bad. He's only been in 196 films. <laughs> you know. But here's a guy that like you know we always rip Bruce Willis. <laughs> Talk about a whiplash year for him, by the way. <laughs> In Backdraft 2 and Ad Astra. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's a scheduling problem that they had to fly him from the set of Backdraft 2 to the set of Ad Astra? Southern's like, hey, Brad, um, <clears throat> just want to let you know that Joe Anderson <laughs> says hello. <laughs> Who? <laughs> anyway so Sutherland's still doing it and I, I love him in this he is a hateable bad guy in a movie filled with hateable bad guys <laughs> so the funny thing is me and Sean uh, Fahey were when this movie came out for some reason there's a line delivery of Sutherland's in this that is a long standing running conversation piece with us where okay so and it's I, I, you know I watched this movie this time really excited about that moment coming and it's so small. It's so not a not a not a deal. Give it give it to us. There's a scene where uh, Stallone. So we meet Drumgoole, and it's, you know he meets Stallone outside the gate. But later on, not too much later on, the next day, in fact, um, they take him into the execution chamber at the prison where Sutherland confronts him through glass to basically create some backstory and set up the finale of the film. Right, and. Uh, that you you find out this whole story about why he escaped, and then Stallone says he paid his debts, and and Drumgo goes, "Not to me, but you're going to, <laughs> but you're going to," and 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 for some reason that was our that was high acting. It was like that was the pinnacle of America. It didn't hold up for you though. It's fantastic. Um, so I I know you paid attention to his prisoner number because I didn't. It, it has great significance to us. Uh, I don't know. What is it? 510. Oh, I did. No, I did write it down. Of course. <laughs> of course, 510. Because he says it a lot. A lot. Because he's when he's in solitary confinement, he has to keep giving his name and number. Is that a tribute to Rob Zombie? The one, the only. 510. <laughs> is, wait, is that your height? <laughs> <laughs> yep. When, we, when you pretended to be him, when we interviewed him on the old show, you kept saying... Yep. Hi, hi guys. Five ten, five ten. <laughs> and I realized that you had just peeked at his trivia page, and the only thing you took away in your brief moment of studying him was that he was five ten. <laughs> <laughs> he just kept repeating it. 
That's funny to me. Anyway, um, Nick, DTA. What do you think that means in this movie? Well, DTA. I know what it means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't tell Amos. Because apparently John, <laughs> John's a complete gossip on this set. <laughs> don't tell anybody. Uttered. Don't trust. To, don't trust. Oh, don't trust anybody. I'm sorry. Uttered to Tom Sizemore in his first yeah. film. This is the debut of Tom Sizemore. And do you know, I mean, he came out of the womb fully baked. Like everything that we know and love about Tom Sizemore is a, a present and, 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 uh, accounted for in this movie. Yeah, he has almost has a little, a little bit of a Brad Pitt and 12 monkeys vibe in this just a little bit. I mean, not anything over the top that much, but he's certainly the comic relief. Um, he stands out in this movie. He's great. He actually is the Judas of this film. Nice. Plays a character named Dallas. Yep. An alien tribute, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's certainly friendly with Stallone up till the end of this film. Yeah. And he's the guy that can get you anything. He's that guy. Yeah, there's always... There's every prison trope... Well, just about every prison trope there is hmm. also present and accounted for in this film. There's a guy that feeds the birds and is friendly with the birds. It's an old man. Fucking birds. Don't eat in the rain. And, you know, that's a that's a prison staple. You always need someone that's friendly with the birds or the animals. Doesn't Shawshank have? Yeah, Brooks. He's got the mouse. Yeah, the mouse. Oh, no, he's got a bird. He's got a bird. The mouse is in Green Mile. Yeah, that's right. He's got a little bird in his pocket or something. And then in, uh, what was it, in... Um... Escape from Alcatraz cleans what keeps a water buffalo. <laughs> I remember the, the, movie, the thing I remember from Escape from Alcatraz is when they paper mache their their heads. Remember, like the yeah. I always vividly remember that 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 was a bad job by them. It didn't look like Eastwood at all. In fact, it looked a little bit Sondra maybe Locke. more like Scott Eastwood. They look like Sandra Locke a little bit. Is that where Scott Eastwood was born from? Oh God, damn! What came? What, what did he? What did he fly out of? Was it Sandra Locke? Can't be. It's. I think it's out of wedlock. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> he was born to the woman known as ja- Jasseline Reeves. Huh? Ja- Jasseline, or maybe it's a maybe it's a hard C. Oh my God! So she's a flight attendant that he. Yeah. So does he? So they fell in love in the air. Yeah. Were they married? Were they together? What's going on? They never know. You know he and and according to this, his girlfriend died by a faulty airbag. What are you talking about? Scott Eastwood's girlfriend in. 2016 his girlfriend was in a minor accident and a faulty airbag literally destroyed her is she an actress i don't that's horrible no i mean airbags will kill non-actors i know i'm just saying was that someone that we knew like is this no 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 just some poor lady so throw throw a little sadness into this episode so eastwood took a flight Got attracted to somebody. Yeah. Scott Eastwood exists. Yeah. Damn that flight. <laughs> you know who's going to get the last laugh is Mr. Scott Eastwood. Well, apparently you've been praising him. I don't know how. I didn't say I've been praising him. I said he's good in the outpost. 
You think his best is Suicide Squad? He's in that? Yep. Oh, you don't remember him from it? <laughs> Let me guess. James Gunn, not enough room on the set for both their egos. I don't think he can bring him back to life. Oh, he died in it? Mm. <laughs> he died in it? Played a SWAT team member, I think. He dies? I think he gets killed by Enchantress or the or her brother. Who's her brother? Remember? I don't remember. I don't. So <clears throat> there's a there's a BMW winter hat in this with a tassel, I noticed. One of the prisoners wearing it. Okay. I thought that was kind of a nice little I, I you know, a nice little keepsake to notice. Who's in the prison yard, Nick? Who who are some of the other bad guys in this? Well, first of all, Danny Trejo. Mm-hmm. That's what I was pushing for. Yeah. Did, by the way, did you notice the prison guard with the red afro? Uh, no. So there is this white, really pale white guy, right when they induct uh, Stallone into the prison with like the thinnest hair, but the like this big old curly red afro, and it looks didn't. It's it's astounding. I, I've never seen that combination of a man and that hair before. Yeah, there's they you know they use some real prisoners in this movie. Did you lots, read that bit? Lots of them, yeah. That might have been that might have been one. He played a guard. Still, I didn't say that they didn't dress up any real prisoners as guards in this movie. There's no trivia that indicate they didn't do that. That's fair. I'll tell you what, though, this guy looked like the kind of guy you build in a video game. Like you're putting your character together. That's what he looks like. Like what do you think of all the Shank drama they had in this? I love it. I'm a huge yeah. fan of Shank cinema. Yeah, well, there's a lot in this. I mean, so Stallone almost gets stabbed in this. Like, they're looking to get in a fight at the oh, beginning. He doesn't almost get stabbed, by the way. Does he get stabbed? He gets super stabbed in, in the latter portion of the film. Later. Yeah. In this part, he's on the in the, in the prison yard trying to keep to himself, getting pushed around, you know, not fighting back. And then they, um, he gets in a fight with somebody that has a shank. But then the guards, they descend upon the, f- the fight and... The shank is passed around out of view. One, a, another view. great staple in prison story. Right. Yeah. The the shank disappearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think of Stallone? Would you do the same thing? Keep your head down? Just let yourself get shoved around a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. You know, now, now I'll give this film this, this, this credit. Typically, when the lead character is put into a situation with the villain where the warden or the guards come in and he defends his fellow inmate, it usually builds respect and all of a sudden, okay, well, you know, he, he's got, he's earned it. He's earned a, a, the badge of respect from us. No, not this time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect things at all. Yeah. The guards question Stallone about the shank. He won't give up anything. He won't, won't name names. And he says to the guard, he's like, you got your rules. We got our rules. And there's a couple extras nodding a little bit too enthusiastically in the background during that. It's like, I agree with Stallone. Tell me, Tell my parole officer I there's proof of me agreeing with Stallone. And what's his thanks? He goes back to his shell, his cell, or a shell. I mean, we could call it shells. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Stallone sounds prison. like one of the TMNTs, so. And he uh on his bed there is a ripped up picture of his girlfriend. Right. Just ripped up. Right. The guards did it to him. Yeah. What do they call the guards? They always call them something, the screws, right? Right, right. The screws did it. And they laughed. They said, Oh, He's, anything, anything wrong? No. Yeah, and Stallone says no, but I think he said no because of this. Uh, making lemonade out of lemons, that's a puzzle now. <laughs> you know, and that, that's just yeah. how you while away your time. So it's a puzzle, except this puzzle, I could come. 
<laughs> like I said, le- lemonade. <laughs> lemons. <laughs> There's six pieces too. That should take him. That should take him an hour. Maybe he does that to himself. He puts it together slowly. Right. You know, yeah. On on purpose. It's like the it's like the it's like the accountant. You know, puts it face down, solves it anyway, and then solves it. <laughs> What do you think of Stallone's sweeping technique? Oh, is he sweeping around the sweeping the garage? What, uh, where, where is he sweeping? sweeping he's sweeping the, the prison. He's sweeping in the in the you know in the in the main area there. That's when Sizemore approaches him for the first time. I don't think they had a sweeping uh coach on set. I could watch I... Stallone sweep for days. <laughs> he there's a rhythm to it. He has swept before. He will sweep again. You could tell he actually took some joy into it, and he looks good doing it. I tell you, he is like very. It's almost like he's in the in the operating both parts of, of one of the Pacific Rim robots. <laughs> you think he uh, he has a rhythm to it? Yeah, he's say, he's like, fucking badass at that. Yeah, and 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 it's like a, a seductive dance the way he and Sizemore. Their dalliance as he's, you know, getting the exposition out while sweeping, and the way that their bodies are are deftly maneuvering around the frame while he sweeps. Well, I like that part where Stallone is, you know, he's doing these little chores around the prison because Sutherland is in prison, Stallone, but he doesn't say you can't have fun in here, you can't do what you want to do. He lets him have a little bit of freedom. Maybe he has on purpose lets him have a taste of freedom within the within the prison walls, but. Salone at one point is scraping paint off of an old generator or something. Yeah. And he says, why don't you get, he, he's teasing Sizemore who doesn't want to help him. And he hands Sizemore this, this uh, scraper and Sizemore scrapes it once and goes, I'm burnt out. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. Like, I guess that uh, Sizemore and Stallone are friends. They are because of this. The funny thing is, is I think part of the reason Stallone has such a loyal following though, is because there's this authenticity that it, it, it's almost it's almost hammy how how he doubles down on this kind of manual labor in films because you know it it never feels like he's acting when he's doing this stuff because you know he had a hard go like before he got his big break so yeah. whenever you see him doing this kind of really grueling labor it almost it almost is uh, infectious how into it he is. I don't know if forget my roots. That's right. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, Sizemore, his little his little bits of comedy here. I wonder what else did they start in together then? I don't think they besides been, have they been in anything was, else? I mean, you know they've been in a movie. Didn't they were they in Reach Me Together? <laughs> <laughs> was he was Sizemore in that? Was that the gap? Like the, they went from lockup to reach me? That's a I hope that they've been in more movies together because I hate to admit that um, you made me click away from Scott Eastwood's page. It's, it's funny. I, I, it takes me back to Sutherland's pa- page, and it says on Wikipedia, Donald McNichol Sutherland appeared in Lockup and assorted other films. <laughs> but if they're friends, you think he put them in more stuff? You know, obviously, reach me. That's something I guess we'll have to check out. I don't. I. I don't think. Be, I think because they're friends it doesn't mean Stallone wants to fucking get dragged down by that anchor. He well, he may have been in Born in the Fourth. I don't know if. So I, was Stallone in Born in the Fourth? <laughs> what kind of question is this? <laughs> he had a voice cameo in Get Carter. What about ICU? 
Are they in that together? Uh, I haven't gotten to that portion yet. Um, was uh, that's the most that's the most likely Sizemore for Stallone? Was Stallone and the Nickel Children? <laughs> I wish they'd still put him in great stuff. Quite literally, Reach Me was their first together. Stallone they, is yeah. a very astute business person. It's like. <laughs> Okay, let's talk a little bit about the football game, the muddy football game that goes down here. The bad guys go Stallone into a football game so they can abuse him. That's when Sonny Lanham really throws those pipes into full gear, yelling at Larry Romano. Yeah, Larry Romano plays a character named, uh, they, they nicknamed him First Base. Right. He's a young guy. He's imprisoned, much like Stallone, for like a kind of a petty crime. Railroaded into prison for a long time. Like he's in there forever, I think. Yeah. And uh, Stallone takes a shine to this kid. And Larry Romano, as I think we've talked about on this on this show, mm-hmm. is a friend of my family. Yeah, and he showed up on my Facebook page a, a couple of weeks ago, and I and I told him that we'd be a, we'd be doing lockup because uh, when I my Bronx family, he lived in the same neighborhood as them, and he would be just hanging out with them. And I bumped into him a bunch of times when I'd visit them, and he was just like this guy. And then. Then he was this unattainable treasure that that worked with Stallone. So I didn't. I don't remember this. He's a. He really is a. Friend yeah, yeah. I, I I interacted with Frank Romano with Frank Romano with Larry Romano a bunch of times when I was a kid because he was. And he is. Yeah, I think he had a crush on my cousin who everybody did, and he and he would hang out with my cut my other, her brothers and all that and and mm-hmm. you know it was it was actually if you think about like the stereotypical idea of like a Bronx Italian family and they were it, mm-hmm. you know people hanging out in the corner you know rapping. You know, right. you know that kind of shit. He was one of them. So I, I met him several times, and then kind of looks like a young Stallone in this. I imagine that's the reason they cast him, sort of. No, uh, that's that's one. That's maybe. And he's he's good. He's good in this movie. What do you think? Is this is like a first, like one of his first? I guess. Yeah, I think it was his first. I mean, I don't think he was an actor before that. I think they found him through some sort of bullshit. And they said, we need someone that looks like they can get weights dropped on their neck and chest. Yeah. And either. Yeah. We're looking for that. He, um, but he's, he's, he's good in this. Like I, I, and he's still working. I looked him up. He's still, he's still doing it. Oh my God. I have a uh, holy shit. I don't know. I have deficits cassette. So he was in a band called deficit and I have their cassette. I didn't realize that the, was him. See the lead singer. He was in the band. I don't remember, but. That is astounding. I don't remember the band Deficit. No, they they never had a, like a recording contract. I mean, I, it was like it was a bootleg tape. They still around? They still playing? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The name of the song was "Rock in the Bronx." Oh my god! Oh my god! Dwayne Johnson or? <laughs> yeah. I thought he had legal troubles, but I don't, maybe that's not the case. That's Lil, I know Lilo Brancato had that, but you know, good for this guy. He's he's in his late fifties and he's he's had some pretty big roles. Had a cameo in Sleepers, thank God. That's where we talked about him before. Yeah, I think it must have been. But you know, you were saying we we're talking about this football match, right? Before the football match, there's a cute Tom Sizemore moment. Do you remember when okay. Stallone's walking through the metal detector? Kind of. Yeah. And and Tom Sizemore goes beep beep, and 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 and, and uh, Stallone gets freaked out. And Tom Sizemore prison joke. He says a little prison joke. I thought it was cute. So that's where he's got some funny one-liners. He, he makes fun of a, a fat guard, and he says, uh, you ought to put on a few pounds. You're looking a little frail. Like, yeah, what are, that, what are those boulder-washed? 
<laughs> he says you're like the way he says yeah you're looking a little, a little frail, frail a little frail director by the way loved working with stallone on this he said that stallone was like just showed up every day is great like would great to work with and would just if the script was lacking stallone would come through with what just like lines oh, just whatever yeah. well, stallone's great at that shit did you notice the sound effect during the football scene uh, i don't recall them okay. i imagine there's a lot of wet mud sounds yeah there's a lot i'll tell you if this film has one standing one thing mm -hmm. that is hall of fame worthy it is the guttural sounds of men, sp specifically Sylvester Stallone. Mm -hmm. During the during the end of this movie, there's this giant brawl inside this pipe room or whatever you want to call it, and the sound of the sounds between Manly and Stallone are the I could just listen to them on a loop. It is over the top. It is guttural as guttural has ever been, and it is insane. The football match, though, is the is what is the is the seedling for that. So, if you, right. if you're if you listen if you just listen to this film, you're in another room, and the mm -hmm. football scene comes on, you're gonna you're gonna jump up like a like a leprechaun and click your heels. You're gonna be so thrilled. Another another um, staple of prison films. You have to have a football scene, mm -hmm. and they hurt Stallone a lot in this. Yeah, he takes a beating, but he also, of course, scores a touchdown against against the against the odds and you know they the drumgul has has told the the prisoners to just to destroy stallone on that field and really hurt him and they do yeah but he's still such a good football player that he can you know more still score more on. convincing than johnny utah and so funny we get to see two instances in this movie to prove that stallone is a southpaw yeah, because he emulates a golf swing early on in the movie. That was right at the beginning. And then he's a quarterback twice in this movie, and it, sure enough, throwing that with that left fist. Do you think? What do you think of the celebration by his friend? What's the? You mentioned this actor, the Frank McRae. Talking about Frank McRae. Talking about e yeah, he, Eclipse. Eclipse, and he he's the guy that runs the the um, you know the they have a little uh, shop in there, a car shop in the prison, of course. Yeah, you know. And um, he Stallone passes him the ball. He does a little cute touchdown dance. He sure does. There's a long touchdown dance. Well, his body moves slow because he's big. Former football he, player. Hmm? Former pro man. Yeah, it was in four films of Stallone. I guess they were buddy-buddy too. More than Sizemore. He's still alive, Frank McRae? Mm -hmm. That's yeah. good. That guy's got a very signature look. He's got like... He has like the look of somebody that you would have seen in a movie in the 40s. Like he's just got that timeless... Mm. Kind of cool character actor face. Love it. One of the characters, I can't remember if it's Sizemore, if it's uh, First Base, says to Stallone, how do you keep an up attitude in this joint? An up attitude. That's Larry Romano. That's first. And that's perfect. That's a perfect way to define Stallone. And then, he's a, he's, and then they talk about gurus and hearing First Base say, I'd be a guru. The way he says it is so authentic. Comes out. Um, you know, Stallone gets a job in, in this mechanic shop and this, uh, you know, this, you know, and there's this old car that they, they bond over, they put together, you know, uh, Dallas gets the parts from outside. They rebuild the engine. Stallone at one point has a gigantic screwdriver, flathead screwdriver in his mouth, the metal part, not the handle, but like he's got the metal part in his mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, which is the first, I don't think, has there been a movie where he does that? Like Rambo, he's never, does he put stuff in his mouth in the Rambo films? I don't think so. 
Wait, does he his knife probably, yeah, right? A knife and maybe even a bandana, like a piece of a cloth of some sort to tie something. To tie something, yeah, but it's usually like a knife or a weapon, but the screwdriver in this. I wonder if it was a little bit of a tribute, a little saliva tribute to Rambo in this. I'm going to go to instalonemouth.com and see how many films he puts things in his mouth. Okay, and then my beloved song plays during the montage. First of all, you can't have a Stallone film without a montage. It doesn't yep. even count. Uh-huh. You know? So they play a song that I love to death, but one that makes no sense in the context of the film, mm-hmm. but still wonderful because it's a creepy-ass lyrics song. Okay. You know, Vehicle by Ides of March, lead singer of which would go on to perform in what band? I don't know. Survivor. Really? Yeah. Jim Petrick in this. Oh, my God. I didn't know. Sounded a little Petrick-ish. I love that song. I'm a friendly stranger in a black sedan. Why don't you hop inside my car? Basically, it's a song about a guy who picks up a very young girl. And is this playing when they're there? The first base is uh, running a gun at the, the car like he's... No, no. This is when what? they're building, when they're sexing the car up. When they're building, yeah. So later, yeah. Then go ahead. Are you finished with your thought? No, well, I just say it's first. The montage is amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a lot of fun little candid moments that we see with these guys playing grab ass and stuff like that. But it's high five and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Prison. It's a prison shop. Yet they have this. They, they, at one point, they are putting a beautiful shiny motor into this thing. Right. Because 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 Dallas is connected to the outside. You can get anything. Yeah. So there's somebody's like bringing in like a you know like a a ding dong and there's an engine in it. Like he's like here's a here's a soup can and there's a, you know it's like this this soup can is shaped awfully like a carburetor. It's like what the fuck? What's going on with these people? He's connected, Nick. Come on, right. he's the laundry guy. He can get stuff in the dirty clothes, I guess, in and out. He pays the he pays the screws, you know. Yeah. So anyway, what what happens? What does first base do once this car is put together? The 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 car of Eclipse's dream. Yeah, well, dream. Stallone does this really sweet thing where he pushes him around in the car mm-hmm. with the engine off, pretending like they're in Atlantic City and they're cruising through 42nd Street and all this stuff. Yeah, because uh, first base never getting out of prison, never going to experience. He didn't know how to drive. He's never going to go on a date. Yeah, he's bummed out. Yeah. So Stallone is his tour guide through this, and it's very sweet. And Stallone's, you know, making him feel great. And then, of course, this first base is like, "Oh my God, I'm Gil Bellows in this. I gotta, I gotta do something stupid." So he, uh, he he pops that damn car on and starts tar- tearing ass around and causes this awful thing. And we see them, you know, of course, he gets the guards. They're threatening to shoot him. They start, yeah, they start shooting at the car, yeah. They start to kick the car's ass. You know? Yeah, well, then Drungle says, take the car apart, bad guys. Yeah. It, and they then do. They, drag, they drag first base out, and then they dismantle that beautiful car. And a, a solitary tear drips down Eclipse's face. Yeah. Can I tell you, did you notice what was on the wall in the uh, auto garage shop? That, fam- mm-hmm. that famous Budweiser poster. With the, What's that? With the three girls on the on the blanket where each of them are wearing the bikini that's the Budweiser logo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Remember that thing? That was a big deal back then. I kind of do remember it, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, did the guards rip that up too? No. They rip it up yeah. to it, but... Yeah, Stallone. Whenever he's doing this little, they're having he's having fun with first base. He does zoom in quite hard. <laughs> he says, "Some guys don't appreciate romance." <laughs> How's my Stallone impersonation? Not bad, right? It's, it's gathering steam. <laughs> yeah, but you know he's, you know he's horrified that this happened, but he's happy because the guards did not shoot 
first base. Um, but instead, Stallone gets punished for what first base did? He gets thrown into solitary. I love, I love the uh, how, how Drumgul uses his time. Get down. something shifty's going on in the yard or whatever he, he's got his peepers at that window it, i wonder if he is if he has an administrative pile of like of extraordinary size that he is just he's let all of his chores run amok because he's got to spy on what's going on with with his he does he's all up in a business he's got he's got everybody looking in on stuff except there's a couple good guards one of them john amos well he's not a good guard for the most of the film we don't know this that you know. No, but he's starting to suspect that Drumgold is a baddie. Did you notice, know, by the way, there's the other guard that, that won't go far with the, with other corrupt guards, though, too. Yeah. Did you notice that the the scene where they delouse him, mm-hmm. the, a scene that goes on way too long? Um, right. the, the, ro- the the guy that is in charge of the terminal has mm-hmm. the actual most robot voice of all time. I didn't notice it. Oh. 
But Stallone has to hold his breath through that scene, and he has to hold his breath too too long. That's the, I think that's the good guard. That's the guard that he, he's a, he, yeah, he's a good-ish guard. Yeah, and then Manly yeah. won't let him re- mm-hmm. release the oxygen, and Stallone is going, Aah! you know, he's like having issues. Yeah, he's supposed he's supposed to hold his breath for thirty seconds, but then they don't let the poison, the 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 louse gas, whatever they're doing in there, they let it go to a minute, and Stallone is losing his mind. Yeah. They finally let him out, and that's when he does that thing. He does the, his little. He does whatever you do. I love gasp for air. Stallone is so good at being horribly in pain, writhing, writhing like that's it, writhing. He's a writher. So he gets uh, he gets tortured in solitary. They 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 make him every hour stand up, say his name and his number five ten. They uh, starve him. They don't give him. A, he has to sleep on the wet floor. Like he's. He's beaten, mm-hmm. and then he finally gets out, and he gives a huge speech. Oh to my his god! Friends. In the sunlight, in a beam of sunlight. Do you notice he said, that? You don't. Yeah, of course you don't get it. Jungle owns everything. <laughs> Is it taught in schools? Is that speech? Do you think someone ever tried to get into like a prestigious acting program? with that speech yeah you know they're kind of ripping his you know first base kind of ripping him because he's like you've been beaten they broke you he's like you don't get it like i'm getting i'm out of here in three weeks you know mm-hmm. he drumgle owns it he owns you you don't even realize it you know he gives this huge speech but then he goes to eat and they do a cute thing mm-hmm. he gets bullied in the cafeteria stallone he gets his food taken away <laughs> he's just sitting there with his spoon because they take his tray of whatever the gruel that they give him yeah and his friends come and they all give him food yeah and one of him friend one of his friends offers him a celery stick. <laughs> <laughs> celery stick? Very cute. No, I like the way it gets in my teeth, you know. It's like <laughs> But then they the most amazing scene in the movie happens. <laughs> you talking about when when first base makes it? No. Oh. Before he dies, the cockroach racing oh, scene. So good. The last chance for Stallone to be fatherly to first base before first base dies. And they race cockroaches against each other. Um, at what at what point someone says, start your insect, I think Sizemore. Yeah. And they named the roaches, Nick. Yeah. Now, John Glenn, the director of this film, made the entire cast and crew watch Ben-Hur previous to this. But Stallone names his cockroach perhaps the cutest name I've heard in years. Dirt Creature. <laughs> the best. <laughs> and for some reason, first base names his rear entry. Well, yeah. <laughs> Subtle. But your creature is incredible. <laughs> he champions that insect just as much as he did Butkus in the first Rocky, too. Like, there is no, like, I mean, if you look at the lineage of Stallone's animal companions, you got your Butkus. You know, he's got Butkus. You got Cuff and Link. You got uh, Burt Young. You got, the, you know, the robot. You've got, and now you've got Dirt Creature. Adam Two is Menagerie. You know, like that's what he's got. It's one of them, yeah, right? Yeah. By the um, way, what a great name for a store at the mall, Stallone's Menagerie. It's so perfect. And the thing is, Dirt Creature loses because first base cheats. He flicks rear entry. <laughs> Across the finish line, and Stallone accuses him of cheating. This is the last thing that they talk about before first base is murder. 
Well, I mean, there's like the, they have like a, a there's a moment where he kind of looks back at them and says, you know, you know, he says something, some some sort of obvious, I'm going to die. Well, the the race is broken up by the the guards. The guards they want first base, because um, you know, drum drum goal said we need to find something that that actually hurts Stallone. You know, solitary didn't work, mm-hmm. and so they uh, ask first base they, they task him with cleaning the boxing ring like there's a boxing ring in the middle of this jail yeah and there's like a, it's like a games room there's a pool table and mm-hmm. first base is like it looks clean in here and he starts you know it's kind of playing pool and just having fun and then the guards descend on or not even the guards the prisoners descend on him mm-hmm. and they take that, him over that, to the weight that's bench. when you see danny trejo for the first time mm-hmm. obviously he comes out of the show i don't know if he was an inmate at that time because i know he spent a lot of time in prison but that'd be great if that's if this if this film is responsible for Tom Sizemore, Danny Trejo, Trejo? and Dirt yeah. Creature. Like all three got their big break in this movie. And he uh, they take him over to a weight bench and they cruelly drop a horrible amount of weights onto his chest. Like from I mean, it's just a, it's a kind of a brutal death, actually. Yeah. Um, Stallone then hears about it, runs to this room sees his friend surrounded by other prisoners uh you know dead on this on this weight bench and is upset and they cut to this guy next to him he's wearing a sweater one of the inmates has a sweater on (laughs) and it's kind of like a light purple that's a huge zoom i mean i I thought that's a undercut the moment that's a staggering zoom to be honest what do you think of Sizemore's haircut in this? It's interesting. It's it's it's, fl- it's like small. It's it's kind of mo- there's a little bit of mohawk action going on. In, yeah. Anyway, trivia says by the way that there's one female in this movie, Darlene Fl- Flugel. Yeah. Uh uh uh. There is a actress who I don't know. They don't. She's not on IMDb, but her character's name's Roberta. She gets a line. She is the administrative assistant to Drumble. That's right. When when the when she visits, right? And uh, the IMDb trivia would have you believe that there is one female in this film. That's what they said. Right? They are fucking wrong. Yep. You know. Yep. That's a piece of trivia you can just throw out with the rest of the trash. Yeah. Garbage. You know why? Why? Got movie microscope. That's right. Another satisfied victim. We'll just line them up. We knock them down. So after the death of his buddy, Salone is <clears throat> despondent, but he gets a visit from Darlene Flugel, his girlfriend. And, and the guards have been nice. They, they, the, the warden has let Salone have a little bit of time with her, kind of cut a deal with this woman. And they, they're, he's allowed a conjugal visit. The guards even put up a little bit of a, you know, these vanity um, well, privacy curtain, privacy curtains. And so Salone just starts to get down to business. And then they yank those curtains back um, and they say, time's up. Now, realistically, he should have had enough time, I think. Well, you know, then, you? There's another side of this, though. I understand that if you're locked up for a long period of time, that there are certain things that impulses and whatnot. But I don't know if I could ever. Uh, perform in a prison with a with a thin sheet of uh, cloth between me and God knows what. All right, so here's the thing. 
first of all, I don't understand why Stallone would trust that he would ever be able to get off right and have have a sex with these cars hate him so much. They're you know he he thinks this is like a, a brief oasis in his life all of a sudden like this is not going to get destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's surprised when it happens, but like I said. You know, they give him 30 seconds. He should have been like they pull the curtains back. He should have been already putting his pants back on, smoking a cigarette, getting chuckles out of the vending machine. I don't know. Yeah, it should have. Is that, is that what you call it? <laughs> the, the guards, the guards yank back the curtain after 45 seconds. He's like, you only let me do it twice. <laughs> She's already in the second trimester. <laughs> I just thought, yeah, I, it would have been fun to have like the guards looking sad that they didn't, they gave him too much time. I think it'd be funny. Like <laughs> um, the guards like, you know what? We're going to even move this screen. And he looks over and Sloan's already pumping. Like he's already like halfway through. <laughs> the guards have to go to therapy. <laughs> Like he's like, you know what? I'm gonna even do you. And uh, he sees Sloan's O face. He's like, oh, Sloan looks him directly in the eye. <laughs> Sloan's the only guy in Hollywood with an O face. You know, he's anyway. So, of course, what happens is the guards tease uh, his girlfriend uh, mercilessly. She leaves, and then he gets a visitor visit from a prisoner. Yeah, and he said he's going to get out soon, and he's been paid some money to go rape his girlfriend. <laughs> Very subtle. <laughs> uh, Stallone, of course, is horrified, like anybody would be, and he and is like, "Okay, it's time to break out of prison. I got to get out because I got to go get word out to. They won't let her let him call her. Yeah, he needs to go rescue her from from this guy. So he starts." Uh, concocting a get out of jail plan an escape plan if you will what happened that'd be great if he he, he gets to the phone and he he's like i forgot what i was calling about <laughs> uh um and so he enlists tom sizemore to get him what he needs to escape and sizemore agrees if as long as he gets to go with him right now, I don't know why Sloan didn't think maybe Sizemore could get a message out to his girlfriend. Like, that could have been one of the things, you know. <laughs> just, do you see he gave him a list of things? Yeah. And then one of them was the top, the number one thing was full scale replica of prison. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, it seems pretty easy to break out of this prison, but maybe it could because it's a setup, Nick. Yeah. And <clears throat> Dallas tricks, you know, Tom Sizer tricks Stallone um, into the arms of one warden drum goal. Right. Who's, who said this is going to attack on 30 years to your side. By the way, almost identical to, to Tango and Cash when mm-hmm. he's, when the people lock off all the, all the exits and people are like waiting, like they they close the little mesh doors. It's almost identical to that scene in Tango and Cash, which I love. Right. And then Sizemore gets, he gets Judas himself. Yes. Cause they tell him that like, you know, he's like, I'm sorry, Frank, this is my, this is the only way I could get out. <laughs> Warden, the warden says, Oh no, you're not getting out. 
we had a deal. No deal. So it's like that scene in Murder in the First, uh, like when 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 they let Kevin Bacon go out into the out into the yard for the first time, and then they find he finds out he only got ten minutes, and he's going back in. It's just like that scene. So anyway, Stallone, um, he starts, I guess he starts fighting these guards, right? Like they, well, cause they start to, well, the first, well, no, he fights them because they're starting to, they're starting to destroy Tom Sizemore. They are battering mm-hmm. him with sticks and he's like, you know, he's just becoming, oh yeah, they dump him in the water. Well, there's there's a there's hilarious water. shot of Sizemore recoiling and like trembling and uh, like just hurt. And yeah. It, it might've been, that may have cost him a roll or two, you know, on the, on the, uh, on his reel. But uh, yeah, and then Stallone's trying to defend him, and then things go haywire. So he gets in this fight, and he, he says to the guy that the one that it turns out the guy that threatened to go, the prisoner threatened to, you know, he's going to pay to rape his girlfriend, and then get he's going to get an extra hundred for every scream. <laughs> hard to remember that. Hard to keep track of that shit too. By the way, no. Um, Stallone catches up with this guy, <clears throat> who is a who is a guard, and then he he as he's beating him up, he says. <laughs> The mortal lying to him, rape this. And then he punches him in the dick. You know, he could have rewritten that line. <laughs> I don't know. That might, that might have been, that may have been a catchy one. People might like it. You know, like I think he was thinking that that was going to be his I'll be back. You know? Yeah. It's a strange one. Yeah. He keeps trying to work that into his films. You know, mm-hmm. he was in, you know, Oscar. You know, he's, he's like, I gotta, can I, can I throw the rape this line into Oscar? They're like, no, sorry, I can't, can't help you. It's like, what about no. Paradise Alley? Fist, this makes all the sense. No, no. I'm going to, I'm going to say this to you. This is perhaps the big, one of the biggest zooms I've at least come up with on the show. We talked about the score earlier. Okay. Mm-hmm. During this scene, the score sounds like angry Super Mario music <laughs> i'm not kidding if you watch this scene you will totally pick up on can't it. wait can't wait to get off this podcast <laughs> period is that <laughs> just <laughs> just in general anyway so dallas kills himself he's in the water the main bad guy jordan lund who is manly right is his name yeah he uh, is in the water too and he's about to how was he about to do? Like he's about to do something to Stallone. Yeah. And uh, Sizemore <clears throat> is about to electrocute the both of them in water. And there's a very long sequence That's, of back and forth. I love it. You're wrong. You're not going to do it. I am. You're wrong. He says you're wrong. You're wrong. He says it like that, actually. You're wrong. So cute. And turns out he... Yeah, then he he zaps them. He zaps both. Yeah, they both are electrified forever. Stallone's like, "Don't do it." Yeah, you know. But he's kind of hoping that he. Does he's like, it, maybe you know? do it. <laughs> but Sizemore quickly goes from wanting to do anything to escape prison to, well, actually, Nick, maybe he did escape in the end. That's right. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm. Um. So then anyway, uh, there's a big. You, you mentioned this earlier. There's a big confrontation with Drumgoal. Everybody thinks Stallone has gotten out of prison, but really he's he's secreted away into Drumgoal's office. Of course. Oldest trick in the takes, book. He takes him to this electric chair that 
Drumgle has repaired and is about to fry him mm-hmm. apart. <laughs> and a big standoff with John Amos and yep. he gets Drumgold to confess that old thing. It's great. And they arrest the warden after the confession. So but my favorite line's coming up. All right. John Amos has it. Okay. He's escorting one Sylvester Stallone out of prison. And they stop. And he shouts to the guard, crack the outside. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's cute, man. I like that. That's a, I'm sure it's a real thing that they say. but and he lets Stallone out into the loving arms of Darlene Flugel. Yeah. The end. Yeah. And history is made. It's not perfect. What are your okay? So in the history, the movie in the pantheon of prison flicks. So you think of the classics: The Great Escape, Papillon. I mean, it's minor. It's super minor. But I'm saying, what are some like maybe lesser appreciated ones that are that are actually pretty good? You know, as a prison movie, prison escape movie, I like is that Stuart Gordon one. Prison with Cliff, Cliff no, with Clifton Gonzalez, Gonzalez, and Kurtwood Smith. What is it called? There was a sequel to it. And uh, was it John Claude? Was he in that? You know what I'm talking about? No. It's sci fi. It's crazy. Not Fortress. Fortress. Christopher Lambert. Lambert. That's right. Lambert. Um, I, that sucks. What do you mean? Uh, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't know. Stuart Gordon did it. So you think about it's, it's one of the best genres ever. The Raid. Or no, the. Um, no, 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 no. Prophet. That's a great one. That's a great movie. A, a Prophet. A yeah. Prophet, yeah. Midnight Express, Animal Factory, the Tom Selleck masterpiece, An Innocent Man. Let's go to prison. I mean, actually, Longest Yard, both versions, pretty solid. Me Machine, also a, a remake of that. Felony with Val Kilmer, that was actually pretty good. Um, but there's so many. You could just go on and on. American History X is a prison film for a while. There's so many. Cube. Yeah. Cube, kind of. So is Hypercube, yeah. yeah. What's that one that was recent with the platforms and people? Yeah, it's called platform. Yeah. So many prison movies, man. I never get tired of them. Yeah, there's a there's a ton of them. I think this is a pretty fun movie. I mean, it's it's a I don't it's a strange movie because it's it's more dramatic than anything. A little ridiculous, but you know, it's got a good bad guy, and Stallone is always charming. Yeah, and the and, and the one thing that's consistent to most of the films that Stallone has a hand in is that they're so earnest and yes. so uncool that they're charming. Yes, they're, they're kind of charming. Likable, a likable actor, old Sylvester Stallone. Anyway, during the credits, I noticed a weird thing happening. Let's hear it. Uh, stunts, yeah. Danny Aiello, Aiello, how do you say it? Aiello, Danny Aiello, no, the third. Aiello, Danny, Danny Aiello, the third. Uh huh. Second assistant director, Frank Capra, the third. Yep. Hairdresser, Molaron, Bruce Wayne, <laughs> Bruce Wayne. Oh, nice. And then, of course, the construction worker on that. I just thought this name was was fun. Cleet Citrone. Nice. It's not a bad name. That's that sounds like a Stallone name to me. It's it's very good. And actually, uh. Frank Leone is a is a smaller Stallone name, not one of his best Stallone names. He still got Leone in there though. I love, anyway. I love it. I love, I love all the things. And didn't John Flynn do like a Raw Deal or something? What else did he do? He did another. Maybe. He did a couple of flying dog shits. Let's see. He did Out for Justice. Jesus Christ. He did Bestseller, which I love, 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 love that movie. Bestseller. Yeah. James Woods and Denny. Love. Yep. Love that movie to death. I got to watch that now under the prism of the new version of James Woods. He directed Rolling Thunder. So good for him. That's a great little film. Tommy Lee? Or uh, no, no. Uh, what's his face? The guy you don't like. William Devane? Isn't Devane They're in both that? in it. Yeah. 
Tommy. Welcome. Yeah, that's the one where the guy gets his uh, hand put in the in the uh, disposal, right? I can't. I don't think I've ever seen it. I just when I was a kid, that scene was like I was. It was so uh, taboo. Somebody gets their hand put in a goddamn disposal. That's fucked. I still. I still. I'm always freaking out when I'm putting stuff when I'm putting my hand here. Of course, man. Look, there's no central air in this corridor. It's slimy. It's, it's, a, it's like a. It's got a muco a mucoid kind of composure to it as you walk through this echoey, dimly lit brick chamber of sorrow and you creep 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 towards the light it's a green light you creep 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 and then you walk through a very gross door and lo and behold there is a cyberpunk looking guy totally fucking rocking that needle on the the cord stretches out through a hole in the wall you don't even know what it's plugged into wow. he's like look it's lock up i mean there's the unquestionable uh, you know, there's no for me. There's without question, I would get on my arm Stallone and uh, Darlene Flugel holding hands at the beginning of this movie. You know, just holding hands, walking through the park. I might have a little bird on. I you know, here what I do. I have a little bird on her shoulder and a little cockroach, dirt creature on his. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that is what I would. Do. Then- I, I would love. I would love to capture their love on my body. I wonder if they liked working together. They seemed like they did. Where where in your body is this? my shoulder so my let's arm. say it's summertime you're at the beach and then uh some guy saunters up to you and he's like looking you're like what is it what, what have i got a snot showing and the guy goes is that a, is that like an optimistic stylized version of lockups characters on your shoulder and you're and you're like money well spent is that an optimistic it's the it's a true version of their love yeah but that they have to have but you have dirt creature on his arm as if dirt dirt creature uh, rest in peace, by the way. You don't think Dirt Creature, he didn't take that in a little matchbox outside with him out of the prison walls? You don't think he's, that's the, first of all, it's a prize race cockroach, <laughs> you know, like, and so it, it got, it, in order to beat it, you got to cheat it. You know what right. I'm saying? So Stallone knows there's I like the money. Idea what? Of maybe he doesn't intend on going to, going to Drum Ghoul's chamber because there's a scene where we see him outside scaling the wall. I have a bad, bad creature! And my ripped up photo. You know, and then he goes <laughs> in and he has to go rescue Dirt Creature. That's a good idea for this. <laughs> but I'm picturing him, picture him in the in the in the mechanic you know shop that he has to uh that he's he's uh, inherited from this man and he's working on a car. There's a chef's hat, he's wearing a chef's hat. Dirt creature's under the chef's hat doing a little ratatouille. Oh my god, that's great. Helping him fix cars, you know? That'd be so great. Mm-hmm. Or a beret, I guess, in Stallone's case. Whatever he likes to put up there. I like the chef's cap thing. I think it's, yeah, it's more, it's more roach-centric. Like, the roach has more operating space. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's what I would do. What about you? Well, What's your two? I was, your well, you, you sort of make me want to get, a like, a really ornate fuck, fuck rear entry tattoo, you know? Like, fuck that guy. But no, uh... I'm not. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have like across like uh, the uh, the lower back uh, between the tramp and the and the and the back plexuses or whatever. I'm, yes. I'm going to have uh, d- just DTA in big blocky letters, and behind it uh, like a triptych montage of Sizemore's expressions because he makes some super faces in this movie. So I'm going to pull his, his three best face pulls. And I'm going to have a montage, and they're going to be blending together like from beyond. Like it's gonna, they're gonna be blended together, DTA, and it's gonna be different size mores. Mm-hmm. Perfect. By the way, wouldn't that be cool? As a tie-in for this film, they did s'mores, but then they they filled in the words that said so it was size mores. 
You know, so like you found out why it was abbreviated. It's the, the s'mores is short for size force. <laughs> Well, I was just picturing the great, this would be a great tattoo for an incel, by the way. What? You know, you've heard the phrase down to fuck, right? DTF. Right. It'd be down to abstain. <laughs> <laughs> DTA. <laughs> All right. So look, uh, the money has hit the bank account. Um, your your uh, financing has come in to do your own uh, product tied to the lockup universe. Oh, for sure. I, a set of screwdrivers, for sure. Well, there's two things I could do. A set of screwdrivers that were personally wetted by Stallone's saliva. <laughs> <laughs> I would do that, and then I'd put out a T-shirt, too, which would be a drawing of first base's dead body crushed by the, the weights. And then underneath it says, does first base even lift, bro? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Anyway, I, I would... That's what I... I have a... Going to business with um, those two golden ideas. Okay. What about you? This is big. Full-on fast food chain. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Stallone, it's called Leon's, of course. And we're going hard after Chick-fil-A. Hard after them. Uh, Open seven days a week. Same, almost the identical menu. You know, same same, same, same smells that come out of it, everything. Same good, nice customer service? No. I mean, it's no. No. Okay. Okay. no, it's it's got a prison theme, but and then of course the buffalo wings, like we go we go fucking nuts with all the little bony chicken things, and so everything is on the up and up. It's it's done like uh, almost like an American graffiti type Mel's driving kind of look. So that's our spin on it because Leon wears his heart on his sleeve, and it nothing really at all other than the name, completely unrelated to to the movie Lockup, except. You get to that damn red. You get to the thing to order your food. And you order your chicken. You want a wing, or you want a drum ghoul. You know what I'm saying? So we 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 intentionally we trademark drum ghoul as a shape of drumstick, and we carve the bone in a way so that it doesn't always resemble the nodules of a chicken's you know asshole, whatever the, the yes quarters. So we've created drum ghouls. It's a new sort. It's a new size. The new vitola of chicken wing, of chicken leg. Sure. I mean, look, I know, like, we try to be funny during this. There's no reason to come up with an amazing idea. You know, like, yeah. why waste a great idea on this joke? Yeah. Let's let's get going on this. Yeah, it's good food. It's really good food. Yeah. yeah. Winger or jungle, huh? Yeah. And you, uh, it's uh, it's it's cooked to within an inch of its life, and you just you're so happy when you leave. Of course. Yeah. We gotta come up with a good slogan for it too. Let's- yeah, Sutherland fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. As it is, yeah, it's pretty great. Um, uh, let's see. So you have been given the delightful task of being a character in lockup. Shaped as your performance take. I'm that asshole during the football game, constantly throwing. All I do, I, I've, I basically have spent my entire working day in the um, in the fabric part of the um, of the prison building. You know, and I I have my pockets. All of my secret compartments are stuffed with these yellow flags. And so every time something that happens that's illegal, I'm throwing flags. So the field is littered with my my sewings. Sure. Okay. So I'm like a huge puss and I'm a huge tattletale and everybody's looking at me. I'm throwing these flags. Eventually the field is just saddened with all this yellow flavor I've left on it. I'm a loose I'm loose in the back too. Like they they know. They know where I like they have it. They have it when they need it. 
for me. There's not a lot of, that's the thing about this prison movie. It differentiates itself from others that there isn't a lot of uh, threat of rape or anything like that. Prison, um, you know, that's always a staple of these movies, you know, like, but there isn't in this. I think, well, I think that's one of the main reasons people don't go to jail. What are you talking about? Because they're afraid of getting, you know, treated bad. One of the main reasons is they incarcerate so many people in this country. <laughs> unnecessarily incarcerate so many so people. What I'm saying is that's the reason most of us don't go intentionally to jail. It's like like the number one deterrent of, of like I want to commit a, I want to commit a crime right now, yeah. but I just don't want to be mistreated. I'd be the character called second base. <laughs> and I try to get I try to get be part of Stallone's crew too, but everybody kept pushing me away. Like I I'm seeing first base get all the love. I'm second base. What 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 how come I can't be part of the crew? How come I can't sit at the lunch tables? How come I can't frolic in the you know, sweatshop. Yeah. It's because I got my, my nickname. Cause I made out with the roaches. <laughs> that's how I got them. That's how I got, that's why they call me second base. So you, 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 with tongue apparently. Well, they call they, they used to call me third base. I talked them down. <laughs> you fingering roaches. I am not fingering roaches. That's why I was able to talk them back. I was able to reason with them <laughs> down to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, guys, uh, zoom ahead to that to the time code where Justin violently de- defends that he's not fingering roaches. <laughs> My character in the movie. How dare you? But that's why those roaches had smiles on their faces in that scene. Did you see? Yeah, that's true. Budget's been approved. Stallone has unearthed uh, his production company that only made one film was like something Tiger or whatever it was called. Uh, White Tiger, whatever. whatever. Um, And the sequel to Lockup has been greenlit. What's the story? You're talking about lockups. (laughs) What's the story to the sequel to this film, huh? Mm -hmm. Prison, uh, after the events of Lockup, the prison is actually shut down by the government. Too much crazy shit. It's it's not safe. So they shut it down. People are transferred all to and fro. I say over my shoulder, they should have called me home run (laughs) to myself. (laughs) Empty building. It's like, it's, 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 they're going to raise the whole thing to nothing. It's going to be destroyed. But sure. in its anals, uh, deep in the in the pits, there's a flicker, a flicker of life, a flicker of activity. We find out that the jewels that are still coursing through the veins of Manly and Sizemore's characters, there's sure. an ebb of life there. On a fateful night, lightning strikes the building and it energizes them back. And what you have now is the ultimate two sides of the same coin, as they as you would see. One for the forces of good, one for the forces of evil, and it, and they are granted the powers of the of the inhuman. We have the it's a it's an origin story for one badass superhero flick where Sizemore's character mm-hmm. has to square off against this superpower manly, and it, you know it, it's like a he retreats into the night, doesn't know. He doesn't remember much, but he knows that he he has a mission. And same thing, Manly goes and he just starts eating a bunch of shit and getting huge and all that. And they it builds up to this amazing conflict. And it takes the lockup universe in wild new directions, basically blowing up the concept. You can have a lockup kaiju film at this point. You could have, you know, a romance. You could have a sweet musical. Might be about the guy with the birds. Bird, it's called the bird guy from the prison from Lockup. I think so. I think his name is Crazy. What's the What's the name of the prison? Do you remember? It's something an S. Gateway. You're right. Gateway Prison. You're you're, you're right. It is an S. <laughs> well, he came from an S. Then maybe that's what it is. Like the prison that he was in was was like Sweet Prison, <laughs> you know, State Prison or Sweet State Prison. But um, so my th- everybody thinks I'm nuts, right? Everybody thinks I'm crazy because I'm. 
I just keep accumulating more and more birds and feeding them bread and complaining about the birds not eating the bread. But what I'm trying to do is get those birds to eat so they can I can tie them to my prison clothes and fly out over the walls mm-hmm. it's like um, and that's where they because it's kind of that's it. So it would be like Pixar's lock up like the oh, movie up. pretty cool. Right. Because he's old. He looks like that guy from up. Right. Yeah. And it takes him. Those birds take him on a wild adventure into the. I guess I think it's like south of the equator. Like they fly him all the way there. That's where he lives in the jungle. So they they migrate south for the winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they're like, "Who is this completely white thing that that that, that just this white man shape that just arrived here in our island?" Right. Oh, it's the bird shit covered crazy. I get it. It's he's covered in shit. Call me crazy, but look who escaped from prison, and and the in a way that Sloan never would have thought of. Right. Right, yeah. I sailed. I sailed over the walls with birds attached. Birds attached to me. Yeah, he gets con- he, and he gets bird shit conjunctivitis and dies instantly upon arrival. <laughs> I didn't know we were workshopping this. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the end of this movie, I mean the credits are just beginning. It's a little stinger waiting there for you. Mine is simple. We we we, we juxtapose the content. Uh, Drumgul is in prison now. Mm. We find out he's got a lady. And unlike Stallone, he, uh, you know, he's got, he doesn't have a maximum security situation. They are, they're allowed, they allow a conjugal visit. So Drumgul is ushered into the, into the chamber there. They put up the privacy scrim and uh, we get to watch in real time as he has complete sex. <laughs> real time? Yeah. Man. No music, no cutting, just awkward, like awkward Sutherland sex, you know, age like 60 year old sex. Yeah, and he's it's it ain't quick. It ain't quick, and his idea of foreplay is uh, tough. You know, I guess my mind would be that Stallone gets out of prison, runs to the arms of Darlene Flugel. Mm-hmm. She gives him a hug and she says, "We're finished. It's done." <laughs> I can't wait. I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. I'm married. Now. <laughs> I made it up all the way up to, to yesterday, and I got married to Warden Drumgold's son. <laughs> Bobby Drumgle. <laughs> Bobby Drumgle. It was like an old boy thing with Warden Drumgle. He, he concocted all this. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like a. Oh, that's why yeah. she was. That's why she was in his office. They were. They were filing mm-hmm. out the marriage certificate. It's an old boy situation, Nick. Mm-hmm. Stallone drives Stallone crazy. Right. That's a great post-credit sequence. <laughs> <laughs> Renders my tattoo dead, though. Sadly. And lo and behold, helicopter flies into the. Uh, Sky, tourists pass our islands floating in the sea, and they wonder to themselves, what's going on down there? What memorabilia from lockup might they have? And then the helicopter, unfortunately, is not permitted to land, and they leave. Yeah. But what do you got? What would you take from this prize? I mean, it's hard. There's not a lot to take, honestly. I might take that jailhouse poem that they utter. Oh, my God. Do you know what I'm talking Bad. about? That they read, that they kind of rhyme, and they talk about, and it kind of keeps their spirits up. It's like a, it's a jailhouse poem. It's a, it's a joke, but it's a little bit of a mantra, right? Mm-hmm. Keeps them going. That they kind of utter it. I wish I had the words, but I'd take that poem, and you know, it, and say it to myself. Yeah, so I know it ends with "So the warden could kiss my ass, bury me upside down, so the warden could kiss my ass." Then I'd take that poem, man. I'd like to get poetic on that island a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I already have like tons of times. So. <laughs> What about you? I mean, they treated that car like Joe Pesci. Yeah. Um, 
So you can't really take it unless you want to. Do you want that kind of damaged car in your island? No, I mean, it's been a while and it's time. I am sauntering and sashaying around that island with an extra pep in my step, despite the way I'm being pinched in every angle by those jeans that Darlene Fuego was wearing. But I don't care. Honestly, it's tight. It's awkward. My my body's coming out of everything, but I am ripping through the grass on those in those jeans. It's almost like I'm walking on on the tips of the blades of grass. I'm so I'm sure. luminescent in these jeans. Sure. Yeah. So I am Perfect. I am just I'm like a ballerina like cascading through the through the grass with this tight ass Darlene jean limited. What about what about Stallone? What about his jeans? What about they're tighter. Well they're available. Side of opposition. 
I'm not 